Hey there, my name's Ushin Lunny and this is Audio Talks and welcome to a special happy anniversary JBL edition where we're going to celebrate 75 years full of legendary JBL product design and chat with two of Harman's design rock stars about what it takes to make a classic brand. So welcome to the podcast, Christian Schwender, the General Manager for Global Design at Harman. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Great to have you back on the podcast, Christian. And for the first appearance on the Harman Audio Talks podcast, please welcome Damien Matskiewicz, the VP of Design at Harman. Nice to meet you, Aisha. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. So let's just kind of look at the big picture to begin with. And uh, I don't know who wants to jump in on this answer first, but who'd like to talk about what is the JBL philosophy of product design? I, I think when, when we talk about the JBL design philosophy, like Harman has so many brands and each of those brands have a very distinctive personality. So the way how we build our design language, it's based on the personality of the brand. I would almost call it form follows brand personality. And, and as you know, JBL is a vibrant brand. It's a very young, fresh brand. And we're trying to design our product that communicate those values. Right? It's vibrant. It's always engaging with the consumer. It's always there with you to make every moment bolder, make every moment stronger, make every moment more epic. And then we try to do it on the way how the product sounds, when you turn it on, when you turn it off, how it sounds, how you feel it, when you touch it, how the buttons click. Everything is based on this philosophy that the design is following the brand personality. These expressions really bring the brand to life. And you look at the heritage of the brand, and we're talking today about 75 years of the brand really letting people express themselves, be it on the stage and then very much today in their life and portable and in their hands. So JBL as a design philosophy, it's all about expression from the design through to the user, to the artists, everything. It's all about personal expression. Absolutely. And I, I love that quote about making the everyday moments sound epic. And that really kind of brings it to life. But uh, and you also mentioned that JBL is a, you know, a very young feeling brand. It's very vibrant. It's got a lot of like positive energy and people love it to bits. Um, if it, you know, it's certainly 75 years old, but it's one of the most youthful 75 year olds I've ever had the pleasure to meet. So uh, let's talk a bit about how this philosophy has evolved over the past 75 years. Has it always kind of had this edgy youthfulness or what was it like when it started out and how has it changed? I think deep down in the core, the brand is still the same. It is still the same power as it had 75 years ago. I would say the world around the brand has just changed, right? And then we interact with music definitely different than we did 20 years ago. But the core of the brand that it's young and, and, and fresh and vibrant and it really always transfixes every moment is still the same as it was 75 years. Yeah, I completely agree. And as you're talking about the world changing around it, one of the ones that we look to heavily is how technology has changed. Everything before was so static and it was just mounted. It was, it was plugged in and we're so lucky to be part of the generation creating and bringing this brand to life where it's so mobile, it's so personal, but it's also portable. We can take the music anywhere. Totally, totally. Yeah, I remember when music started becoming portable, it was such a revelation. It was utterly mind blowing. And now we really take it for granted. And I love that music should be portable. Now, of course, 
You know, it's been a crowded marketplace. There's been a lot of brands out there, but JBL has achieved true longevity and it's still as vibrant as it was 75 years ago. Do you think that product design has played a role in helping JBL to achieve this longevity? And, and if so, why? I mean, I, I hope we did achieve that. Um, I mean, we, we're trying to create products that people love. And when people love products, they used to keep them longer with them. Yeah. We try to make products that look timeless, that hopefully stay with you for years. But we're looking into engineering, making sure that they don't break very quick. Overall, when, when you look at the usability, the manufacturing of the product, this is where we think we, we can keep the brand in your house for a longer time. It's also one to talk about the team, right? So specifically Damien's design team that's working on the JBL brand, they're bringing fresh new life into every product they get to do. So we're extremely lucky to have such a talented team that are focused, they're driven, and they're passionate about the future, and they're building that on this heritage. So is product design a big part of it? Absolutely. And the future is the team doing the work. Yeah, so it's a great mix of, you know, product, people, passion, and quality, the high quality of the build. If something lasts, if people have a great experience, they come back to the brand and they hold on to the products for a long time. Um, now, over the past 75 years, you know, uh, to put it mildly, a lot has changed. A lot of stuff has happened in the world. Do any JBL product evolutions or revisions or launches tell us something about how consumer and professional audio has changed in these past 75 years? Are there any kind of milestones that have been marked by JBL product design? I think that the, the biggest change that I personally see in what we did in JBL is that we made our portables truly portable. When you look into how battery power has expanded and how much power we can put into our speakers, and you literally can now take a whole audio system to the Mount Everest, and you couldn't do this 10 years ago. Wow. Right now, power uh, is possible to put in such a small enclosure that you can do those things. And I think that's both for consumer and pro. Portability, transportability of products has changed a lot in the last past 10 to 5 years. Totally. And, and we had Bill Hanley, the father of Festival Sound, on one of the previous podcast editions, and he was talking about hand-building the enormous speaker cabinets at Woodstock with JBL components. And it sort of seems like, you know, from events like the Super Bowl and presidential inaugurations and Woodstock and these big events. And now, like, all of this heritage has evolved to the point where you can actually bring a complete sound system up to the top of Everest with you. And that's absolutely mind-blowing. Um, so I'm going to throw, it might be one of the most difficult or it might be a very easy question for both of you. I don't know. I would find this difficult to call, but, uh, but you know, you guys are the designers here. What are your favorite design icons out of all the JBL products? And we'll start with yourself. Damien? My total favorite is the JBL Pulse. Nice. And it starts with the first generation and it goes to over the second. But I, I love actually every Pulse that we launch because uh, it's such a, I remember when we launched for the first time, it was such an innovation to put light into a speaker. It was just not there on the market and it was just so innovative. And we keep innovating on this experience to to have with one button press transfixing the whole room, not only the sound, but also visually to tra mm. transfix the room. Yeah, totally. That's a good call. And uh, what say you, Christian? Well, that's a tough one to top. I'm going to agree with you. It's really good. Uh, I think the last time we spoke, 
We also touched on some of the large format products. Oh, yeah. I personally love the small handheld products. So we put them in the clip, we put it into the Go series. For me, the clip is the epitomization or the epitome of being able to take your music anywhere. I, I find that I have multiple of them in my life, connected to my backpack, in the car, I've got the kids with them. So for me, they're a very relevant part of my day to enjoy music, and that's why I love that. I truly love the small handheld clip product line. Nice. Small is beautiful. And I'm a great believer that convenience is the killer app. If you get, you know, small portable products that make your life sound great, you know, you really do stick with them. And, uh, you know, technology is sometimes at its best when it completely disappears into the background and you just experience the end product of that beautiful design. For sure. Now, speaking of beautiful design, I just saw the special edition of the iconic L100 series loudspeakers with the L100 Classic and the SA750 amplifier, which is, of course, a homage, if you will, to the vintage JBL SA600 and SA660. So tell us, for audio lovers, for design lovers, what was it like to work on these gorgeous products? Oh, Damien, this is you. You got to touch these personally. So Damien and his team really were given this task to embrace the heritage, to make sure that it's respected. Your last question was about our favorite products. This is the markets, this is the industries, this is the world's favorite and iconic heritage piece. So as we look to Damien and the team, what does that mean into the future on this celebration and on this movement to the future? I don't wanna let Damien be too humble here. Damien was really tasked with an extremely tough challenge, Hmm. how to respect the L100 Classic how to bring it to the future and how one does that really leads to Damien's championship of that brand. Hmm. The biggest challenge for us was how do you accommodate all the new technology in the timeless design without really touching the design, right? As as designers, we didn't really want to change much on the speakers because we really love it. Like uh, some of us even joined the company just because the speaker was designed. Amazing. All right. So we really respect the design that was created in the 60s and in the 70s. So the challenge was, okay, with all the new technology, can you still keep the same enclosure? Can you keep the same buttons? Are those buttons are even available on the market? So keep it as timeless as possible. Hmm. I think the biggest challenge was on the amplifier, where we added a new screen and updated the interface. Yeah. That's not easy with a design classic like that. Uh, I mean, do you feel that you ever have to sort of breathe in all the heritage of the brand to express it in these new design forms? And, you know, how do you do that? How do you even start? Yeah, I, look, the, I think it starts with us joining the company. I think everybody from us joined the company because we love music. Um, and when we look into portfolios, into designers, we really pick them by, oh, how would they fit into the brand? Do they design the way how we think the brand should be designed. Do they have the right personality to design a JBL product? Mm. Um, so it's actually fairly easy for us designers to brief the brand because we really joined the company to design those products. I don't think anybody has a JBL tattoo yet, but <laughs> deep in their hearts, they're all JBL branded. It boils down to a passion and it starts in your life before Harman, before JBL. 
And that passion is part of what drives you to this team. And it's part of what really brings the heritage to life. And we as the leadership team are extremely fortunate to have so many team members that share the passion and bring that to every piece of work that they are working on for the brand. Absolutely. So, you know, people, passion, products, quality, and maybe on a future podcast episode, a JBL tattoo. I think that would be a fun challenge for <laughs> one of our future guests. Uh, we'd have to find a willing volunteer first. Let's see how that goes. Um, so, you know, you spoke about uh, adding that new screen onto the amplifier and kind of bringing these heritage products into the new world where there's new interfaces. And of course, we now live in a world of, um, you know, virtual realities and digital realities. So how does JBL approach product design when things go into the virtual and digital worlds as well? Uh, do you want to talk about, you know, virtual DSPs and all that kind of interesting uh, digital stuff? Who would like to dive in there? Damien? It's a very good question. We just recently launched uh, Hammond's first augmented reality platform where consumers can interact with our products in their own reality by using their mobile phone or using the tablet. Um, so we, we are very much using all the technology that is out there. We're exploring also the new technologies we always get from our partners, the latest technology sent to our office so we can try it and then we can decide if, if we use it on a product, if it makes sense for Harmon or not. Or, so we do a lot. Not everything gets into the product because not every time it makes sense. But especially augmented reality is, is very interesting for us. Uh, we're exploring uh, products that have an augmented uh, reality layer, for example, where we look into what buttons do we keep on the product? Talking about the display that we just added on the amplifier. Mm. Does the display need to be in the real physical world or will it be in an augmented reality world and it will be only shown once you point with a mobile phone in it, right? So augmented reality gives us really just another level of innovating a product. Wow. Watch this space. My goodness. Okay. I, I will look forward to that with great interest. Uh, we had a previous podcast episode about the metaverse and it's quite a kind of mind-blowing uh, potential arena, particularly for live music and interactive social music experiences. So it sounds like this new immersive uh, Harmon augmented reality could be a quite an interesting element of that world. Now, um, going back in time, uh, just to last year, in 2020, right before JBL's 75th anniversary, you introduced a major design overhaul for the product. Can you talk to us about the reasons behind this major design overhaul? What was the idea? The main idea was, and then the biggest change that we did was the JBL branding on the product. We felt like the orange square that we used to have on our product was somehow limiting us in designing the product. We were always needed to think about how does this orange square fit with the product? How will it be visible on the product? So we decided to free us from the limitations of the square, and then we removed the square. Now you can see a, a bigger, bolder JBL logo on the product. And, and the JBL logo now becomes the product. It's a part of the product. It's not anymore an indicator of a brand. And I think that it's also the first step in, in continuing that, freeing ourselves of some of these boundaries and letting the design team push it even further. So I think in the future, you're going to see more and more of the designs freeing ourselves of certain elements that might have been driven in the past because we're able to lean to new technologies, expanding technologies, 
or different ways to really fit into the lives of our users more efficiently. And speaking about moving into your, you know, that your, your fans' lives and the people who love the products and kind of dovetailing with their expectations and what they want from product design, uh, sustainability is an issue that is very resonant and very important to consumers these days for all the right reasons. And way back in 2019, JBL released its first portable Bluetooth speaker made of recycled plastic. And a couple of weeks ago, you announced at your Explore Autumn event, which I attended and I loved, uh, some additional steps, some really cool additional steps towards your commitment to the environment. So for the listeners who find sustainability very important, like I'm sure we all do, talk to us a bit about what role does sustainability have at JBL in terms of things like your materials, your packaging, all those kind of connected product design issues. Yeah, first off, I think it's worth recognizing this is not new to Harman. Harman's been looking at the world of how do we fit in? And a large portion of that is about music, but we've never ignored the part of how do we fit in from a sustainability standpoint. Quite some time ago, when we shipped direct to customer, we stopped including plastic bags, thereby reducing a massive amount of plastic. Inside the product packaging, we've used unique materials, sustainable materials, to start holding the product, protecting the product, moving away from plastics moving away from non-biodegradable products. So there's a lot of focus on the product line and the quality of those products that are hitting the market. But it's, it's really worth noting that Harman's had this focus for quite some time. And we look to the future with three key angles, three key trajectories. The first one is about the product. It really is building on what you've already seen. How do we create products with 80, 90% post-consumer recycled material? How do we reuse product ourselves? Inside the manufacturing process, how can we be better at getting the product through that process using the least amount of energy? Then we also look at the second pillar. The second pillar is packaging. And this one's very straightforward. If we can make the packages smaller, if we can use sustainable product, All of that adds up to scaled impact from Harman and JBL. So we currently have a dedicated team working to redesign our entire guidelines for the future of JBL's packaging. And we can't go into details yet, but you should really expect to see meaningful scaled impact of changing how the market looks at shipping consumer products as a whole. And then lastly, our third pillar is the supply chain. And it's not just about how we do it on our floor and how we're designing to get through that process as quickly as possible. It's also how do we push our vendors, how do we push our suppliers that in everything they're doing, they're bringing sustainability to their value proposition, right? So we wanna push that to the customer, but we also wanna push our influence upstream into the supply chain. Nice. I'm so happy to hear that. That's just wonderful. I'm sure a lot of people would be very happy to hear that. And uh, I will watch this space with great interest. We can never have too many sustainability initiatives and uh, all of this work around recycled material, packaging, uh, supply chain is just fantastic. You know, real leadership, in my opinion. So looking back at our conversation now, this is an incredible CV, 75 years of design leadership. And I suspect that many of the folks listening 
will possibly associate the phrase award-winning with JBL, but they might not realise the sheer scale of the industry recognition. So talk to us a bit about the trophy cabinet at JBL. How big is it these days and uh, what's in it that should get a name check? Oh, yeah, that's a very good question. Yeah, we have a huge cabinet of uh, awards. Alone this year, we won 93 design awards. Whoa. I think in total, we are at 455 design awards, which makes JBL the most awarded uh, audio brand on the market. And yeah, we're very proud of that. That's something that we celebrate every year with our team. Rightly so. Well, congratulations. That's just amazing. Thank you. And well, you know, how do you follow that? Uh, An award-winning product that's got, you know, widespread recognition in the industry. But what does the future look like? Who wants to jump in and uh, reveal a bit about the future of JBL product design? Damien. Some of the stuff that we're innovating around is, is something that I already mentioned is augmented reality, right? And, yeah. and uh, working with a digital layer on a product. Um, things that I think we can speak open about this product will become more personal, right? They will adapt much faster to the user, right? You, you no longer need to adjust a volume on equalizer every time you turn on this speaker. It, it just knows who's in front of it. Mm. Right, uh, or, or the color might change of a product based on what you're wearing. Just imagine headphones. Uh, how cool it would it be if they can adapt to your own fashion? Right. So we're looking overall to innovate for the consumer, for the young JBL vibrant consumer, and trying to find innovation that is interesting for this consumer. I, I would add to that: we are pushing the boundaries of self-expression. So, so much about enjoying music is personal. And how do we broadcast that? How do we help people really be themselves in the expression, in the products, in the music they listen to? So we can't get into details of exactly how we're doing it with the products, but a major focus of our team is how do we lead the industry in making sure that our customers are expressing themselves authentic to who they are. Excellent. Most excellent. My goodness. Well, it's going to be some interesting times ahead from uh, JBL Design Labs there and your good selves. That's wonderful. Now, you spoke about the importance of self-expression and how your your product designs and JBL are helping people to have these moments of self-expressions, you know, express their true selves, have epic moments of time. So with that in mind, I would like to invite each of you to add a track to the Audio Talks title playlist. And we're going to start with yourself, Christian. What's your track and why? So I think the last time we talked, you realized that I'm a big fan of the 80s. So I'm going to go back to David Bowie hit. And it's one of my favorites, Heroes by David Bowie. Whoa. uh, One of the the all-time greatest records ever made and uh, I, I will love Robert Fripp's guitar work in that record forever. It was just a moment of true magic there in Berlin. And coming over to yourself, Damien, uh, what's your addition to our Audio Talks title playlist? I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick something very new. So I'm going to pick a song from uh, Kanye West from his new album Donda. Nice. And it's the song OK OK. Fantastic. I love it. It's a great variety in your choices there. And uh, I'm going to complicate things a bit more by going back to the 70s for a funk and soul classic from Wilson Pickett. 
with engine number nine, just because I listened to it the other day and it is an absolute banger. So thank you so much for joining us on Audio Talks presented by Harman. Christian Schwender. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for letting us share with you today. And to Damien Matskiewicz. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Arshin. It was great talking to you. To listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment, review, and share with your friends and family. We'll be back soon for some more fascinating audio talks. I'll see you next time.